The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever wondered why Mean Girls actually wear pink? Do you have a Zoom date coming up and want to know how to dress double O sexy like the Bond girls on screen? Or are you wanting to nail that stylish superhero off duty look? Have no fear, Cinema's Anna Wintour is here. I'm your host, Andrea Aragba, and you're listening to The Real Fashion Podcast. For this week's episode, we're entering the cyberpunk, kung fu fighting, computerized universe of The Matrix. For this week's episode, we're entering the cyberpunk, kung fu fighting, computerized universe of The Matrix where the machines have enslaved all of humanity for the purpose of power. Humans are living batteries kept alive in pods in vast farming complexes to supply energy to the machine civilization. So to break down the fashion trends and most importantly, the transgender metaphor released by the Matrix directors, I've decided to bring along my friend, Faye Kapoor, a non-binary literature student at Warwick. So Faye, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Andrea. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. I mean, it's probably been like five years since I last watched it, but I still remember it kind of well. Um, just like Neo and the Oracle, and also um, the Wachowski sisters, who um, just confirmed that it's a trans allegory, which is cool. And there's been like Reddit theories. Um, like talking about that and stuff, which is cool. And What's your thoughts on, on the transgender allegory? Do you think it works with the plot? Yeah, definitely. Like, I can definitely see it. Like, especially with like the whole red pill or blue pill, like it could be like metaphor for like HRT and like, I don't know, you could read so much into that. Um, or like, it could just be more broadly, like whether you want to like go down like accept yourself or like live in denial or um because yeah like the path that like society wants you to take or like the path that's like truest to yourself i don't know so much in terms of the transgender metaphor do you think that perhaps neo being named neo so i think that means like the new one basically do you think that that is an archetypal metaphor for a transgender identity? I think so. Um, I don't know, for me, Neo, like, evokes more kind of like, so there's like this um, joke in the non-binary community that like, you, we just choose like our three favorite letters and turn that into a name. So like, yeah. <laughs> my name 
Bay, but I could have just been Yeah if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like so many non-binary people just have like random three letter names. Um so Neo would definitely like support that. Um really? also- I had no idea about that. Yeah, like um I don't know, like there's this whole there's this like Tumblr post and it's so true. It's like trans mask names are all like drowned Victorian boys. Um trans femme names are all like cyberpunk heroines and then non-binary names are just like any three random letters or like random objects like moss rock i don't know <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> but it's so true um Gosh, and also like neo kind of like makes me think of like neo pronouns which are kind of like on the rise um so like yeah there's um and like there's neo genders as well um so like considering it was um it's like two decades old now like it really foreshadowed a lot of like contemporary trans cultural emergences i think lily wachowski right mm-hmm. is the sister that basically revealed you know that the matrix actually is a transgender metaphor to the entire world right and yeah. in doing so um part of her statement to express that or to disclose that sorry was the matrix was about a desire for transformation but it was coming from a closeted point of view. So with that in mind, what do you think, or yeah, what do you think the next Matrix movie, the Matrix 4, as it's just being named for now, is going to do? How do you think it's going to bring that to life? Yeah, I think it would definitely like reflect like the current movement um, and like aesthetics mm-hmm. of, like with like, um, I guess it's like characterized by like the rainbows and like, um, but I don't know, it kind of like goes against the cyberpunk theme and like, hmm, I don't know, it's really hard. No, I can't imagine a Matrix doing that actually. Like, um, I think it will stick to the same aesthetics, but maybe it will just like modernize it. Now's the time where my guest and I, Faye, will uncover all things The Matrix in terms of fashion trends, styles, and aesthetics. Since the release of The Matrix in 1999, people have not been able to shake off the appeal of sleek shades and densely structured leather trenches. Now the announcement of the upcoming Matrix sequel, The Matrix 4, has sparked the emerging cyberpunk sci-fi aesthetic before winter 2020. This fashion trend, very much like Keanu Reeves' Neo, is quite complicated. On the one hand, we want our wardrobes to be new, fresh, something we've never seen before. But what happens if, like Neo, the all-black futuristic ensemble is just the one? So, Faye, how do you feel about wearing all-black 24-7? Right, I mean, I'm literally wearing all-black right now, so it's, I feel like as soon as, like, autumn hits, like, my summer wardrobe is just, like, colour, rainbows, and then as soon as it gets cold, I'm just, like, blacks and greys like nothing else so yeah I have no issue with it for the next six months nothing nothing I'm not already doing the first fashion item that I want to discuss with you that is from the matrix that should be familiar to you is futuristic sunglasses you know like basically the sleek black shade sunglasses they're barely there but they're there yeah mysterious looking like you're undercover but you're not well, it's definitely for, not like for function, it's purely like um, fashion over function because 
like half the film is like underground anyway um (laughs) when they're in the matrix like i i really don't think like sun damage (laughs) is going to be an issue because like the whole thing is if you die in the matrix you die in real life but i feel like if you just like get a bit of sun in your eyes it's not gonna be (laughs) it's not gonna have like any dire consequences um so yeah um I don't know it's also really interesting because like I find when I wear sunglasses like it makes me feel more like powerful and like mysterious and like it's it has a kind of like dehumanizing effect because like eyes are quite a vulnerable thing to have on display all the time um so it's kind of like a shield it's it's a kind of similar effect I feel when I wear like my face mask um oh, my, oh god I'm just imagining like next time I'm wearing like face masks and sunglasses I'm just gonna feel like <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe the next Matrix film will like have them all wearing face masks and like black face masks and sunglasses oh. too but yeah what do you think about them I love a good pair of like black sunglasses especially the ones that are you know like what they were in, in the matrix so very like sleek and structured and and slim and thin and and i feel like as you said there is a dehumanizing element to wearing sunglasses 24 7 in the daytime and it, especially more so it's definitely dehumanizing in the context of the matrix right when i see like neo and trinity and morpheus for some reason i don't really think of them as humans i mean i know that they are but they're very robotic in in their nature which is interesting because it's like a world taken over by machines but then they kind of are machines like they are kind of like reduced to machines by their like characterizations and aestheticizations in an interview with fashionista.com kim farrett says when we made the matrix we were aspiring to what the world could be which is happening now so this was said in 2019 so Kim Barrett is the costume designer for The Matrix. The fact that like her and her team, like the costume designers and stylists, put such an emphasis on this idea of creating fashions and costumes that could exist beyond the 90s into the 21st century. I don't know, it's really interesting because I don't think a lot of costume designers actually think about that. Obviously, you know, she was prompted by the nature of the script, which is the future. But most costume designers and most films, they tend to stick to fashion trends that exist within the period that they're creating the film, that they're working on their, their project. Yeah, it's just amazing how, like, these are quite timeless, like, trends. Um, and it's interesting that, like, they almost foreshadowed the 21st century. Because, um, like, I know so many people who literally dress like neo and stuff like my partner is such a like i was literally saying to them the other day like they're such a cyberpunk goth type like <laughs> person and they were just like i mean i'm some i'm an aspiring punk but i'm not sure which kind and i was like no you definitely are um, <laughs> there was a guy i don't know if you i don't know if you remember okay because they and i went to university together we went to the university of warwick together and there was a guy on campus, Faye. I don't know if you ever saw him, right? He was yeah. always, always dressed like a cyberpunk, but it didn't look like it was... I don't know if it was intentional, but mm-hmm. it was... Every single time he would walk up and down, you would hear, yeah. like, a squeaking noise because of how tight, like, the PVC was he was wearing. Did you ever see him? Wait, was he the guy who used to wear, like, the goggles and stuff? I think so, I think so, yeah. If it's who I think it is, it was my flatmate's ex. <laughs> oh my god I hope not that's so funny <laughs> speaking of PVC pants I guess this brings us to our next fashion item 
that was really popular in the Matrix. Bondage pants? Yeah, how risque. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I used to own a pair, but they were just, I, I just gave up on them eventually because really? too tight legs, yeah. <laughs> I found them in a charity store and I was like, oh, okay, let's give these a go. Also, because I'm vegan, I don't know how I feel about wearing leather, but it was from a charity store, so I was like, I guess that's okay. But yeah, I don't know where they are now. Like, I, this was years ago. <laughs> oh, uh, I've, I've never owned a pair. I Personally, I just feel like I just couldn't put it off. Um, my aunt actually lives, like, right opposite the... There's this, like, kink bondage store um, that she lives, like, right opposite, and I didn't realise until I went to visit her in January. And I was in my Australian friend and I was like, oh, this store looks cool. Let's, let's go in. And then I was like, oh, that's what this place is. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like an innocuous little clothes store. But <laughs> Ooh, quite a surprise. I don't know what it's called. It's called like Cyberdog or something. But yeah, it's so cool because like the difference in the store you get, the more like risque and not safe for work it gets. <laughs> and then there's like this staircase and it's like 18 plus only. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. That's so wild. That's actually wild. It's so funny because I think, wait, what is, The Matrix is rated, what is it rated? It's rated like 12 or 15? Because considering it was in the 90s when things were like, I mean, if it was made now, it would be like a 12, but surely must, in the 90s, it must have been given at least a 15. I don't know. I'm going to check it out now. I'm curious. Yeah. It was rated R, so what's that in the UK? What is rated R? Is that not like 12? Let's see, rated R in UK. What's that? Okay, it looks like it could be translated to 15 in the UK. Okay. The next item or items that I'd love to speak about, or not even love, that I need to speak to you about, are business suits versus cat suits. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So, straight after The Matrix appeared on screen, the big screen in cinemas, designers reported an increase in catsuits being worn, being purchased, being designed. The fashion industry took catsuits by storm. I think this is probably like one of the first times where a catsuit wasn't associated with Catwoman. Instead, it was associated with Trinity. Whereas the idea of business suits, that's a whole... I don't know how to feel about that because business suits in The Matrix definitely represent villainy, right? However, in Fall Winter 2020... Not only are, um, you know, the Matrix leather shirts, futuristic sunglasses, trench coats coming back in fashion, but so is office core. So I'm just curious as to how you feel about catsuits and business suits making a return. Can there only be one suit or are they both as powerful as one another? Um, I think it just depends how you wield them. And like, because I feel like business suits are a lot more um, like universal. You can, and like, you can just wear them anywhere pretty much in any context and people won't question it. You might get a few weird looks. Um, I've also seen on Twitter, there's been a rise in like women wearing business suits and it's very powerful. I am all here for it. And then cat suits are cool. I'm a big fan of them. I wish I could pull one off myself. Oh, you I think really can. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because they're very, they're quite a big part in like um, fetish and like BDSM communities and stuff. And I guess that could also feed into the um, trans narrative aspects of The Matrix because a lot of like uh, queer and trans people are also part of like BDSM and fetish communities. Um, Warwick actually just has a fetish and kink society now as well. No way. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it does. 
I guess then like cat suits and like fetishization. Well, it's always mm. been part of the mainstream in a way. I guess a very underground mainstream. But that's yeah. wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but I guess there's like kink and BDSM are on the rise. Like cat suits are becoming more center stage and stuff. Mm. Uh, and there's like, yeah, you can pretty much get them if you wanted to get one. You could probably find one in like any stores. Oh, also body suits are pretty definitely coming around. I think now that you said it. I don't know why I didn't even link cat suits to like BDSM and that whole um, like subculture and the rise of it, especially now. Even in lockdown as well, there's been discussions around like fashion and BDSM and, and the rise of it and everything like that. I was always thinking, okay, like, yes, cat suits, the Matrix, very sexy. My immediate sort of um, reference point was thinking about like the Kim Kardashians of the world and how they like uh, to wear like really tight bodysuits. And if we think about it in the context of um, Trinity, who is the character who really put cat suits on the map for the Matrix, I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, especially with uh, Trinity basically being like a, a major badass. So, yeah. yeah, I love her so much. Also, Trinity is quite like a queer looking character with like her like short slip back hair and like she's definitely like a queer femme androgynous kind of looking character. Maybe she was like a projection of like the sister's like aspirations at the time maybe. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about it like that. She's very feminine but also very like androgynous mm. kind of leaning and like still like she like kind of combines like the like masculine prowess and strength with like feminine appeal and stuff mm. so yeah it'd be interesting to like revisit her maybe it was like a non-binary genderqueer character i don't know i think i think if i rewatched it with like my brain now, like <laughs> I feel like I would pick up on so much more things that I missed, like all those years ago. Um. Lastly, I want to ask you whether you feel that the stylings, costumes, and fashionings of the Matrix have informed your personal style. Yeah, definitely. Like, because I feel like a lot of queer people adopt like. Um, some sort of like gothic or punk aesthetic and like I am wearing all black right now so I can't exactly <laughs> deny it but yeah definitely um, on some level I'm not like consciously thinking about it but it's definitely like I think it definitely took these kind of aesthetics to like um, mainstream in a way I don't know I don't know if you could call it mainstream do you think you could because it's still like a genre especially cyberpunk is a particularly niche kind of like aesthetic category but it's definitely been like normalized i don't think at the moment as you said I'm, I'm not too sure if we're ready to call it mainstream i kind of feel like it's been watered down you'll tend to see like hayley bieber or kendall jenner um the kardashian jenner sisters or really high profile influencers wearing sleek black sunglasses with a crocodile you know shiny painted leather trench coat However, it's watered down because they will, you know, pair it with a, a pair of blue jeans, a white t-shirt, um, you know, like maybe like clear perspex heels um, and call it a day. They won't go full throttle with it all. Do you know what I mean? Also, I just realised like the thing about this is it's all very opaque. And I feel like there's been a move towards like sheer and like see-through kind of like materials now, which I definitely am a fan of. Yeah, I feel like 
I'm kind of like cyberpunk light. I don't know if it's definitely informed my personal style. I, <laughs> I can say that I love The Matrix for its style and its costuming. It's very unique. There's no, I don't think there's really any other movie that I can think of right now that has such a limited range of costumes, but that makes such a major impact. People are saying that the next major figure in post-apocalyptic fashion that could be taking the cyberpunk aesthetic by storm is Kanye West with Yeezy. Really? Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, really? He was mentioned in, he's been mentioned in quite a few fashion articles about the Matrix in relation to post-apocalyptic fashion. Yeah, so I just don't know, especially because, you know, his brand at the moment sort of has quite a few of the staple fashion items and trends that exist in the Matrix, like the cat suits and the body suits. I think he's got, I think he might have like one or two like blazer looking fashions that kind of go into the whole office core of the Matrix. How would you feel going into the cinema in, what is it, like 2022 when the Matrix 4 comes out and seeing them all dressed in Yeezy? Um, I'm not sure. I definitely cannot see that happening. Yeah, I'd be quite worried if Trinity started looking like Kim Kardashian. No, no thank you. (laughs) Undo, please. I guess the the question I have to ask you before we go is, the red pill or the blue pill? I actually can't remember which one's which now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say... Okay, so one thing I distinctly remember when I was watching it is Mm -hmm. whichever one Neo took, I was like, I would have taken the other one. But now I think, wait, he took the red pill, right? I think so. I can't remember yeah. that. I'm going to go for red pill. I well, say blue, but I just say blue because I just think the pill looked a bit nicer. But yeah. <laughs> I prefer blue as a colour. I want a purple pill. If you combine the two to make a cute little purple pill, that'll be ideal. Thank you so much for joining me on this Matrix episode of the Real Fashion Podcast. I think we've really delved into the Matrix in style. Thanks for having me. For those of you interested and wanting to find a bit more about Faye, make sure you go check out their blog, Snow Prints in the Sand. And to keep up with all things real fashion, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at RealFashionPod. Make sure you use the hashtag RealFashion and check us out on Instagram too at RealFashionPod. Also, if you want to send over any voice notes to give us your queries on the fashions, costumes and stylings of your favourite movie, please go ahead and do so too at realfashion at gmail.com. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening and have a good week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.